0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Castro. Got my co-host, Tim Park. This is episode 21 of season two. We have a really exciting topic for you guys, kind of going back to the basics. Uh, But before we get into that, don't forget to subscribe, like this episode. Uh, We're on here every Wednesday, uh, dropping knowledge. We either have a, a regular topic, common topic in real estate or any form of uh, getting money or uh, we have a guest uh, talking. So uh, today it'll be, um, we have a really exciting topic to discuss uh, just common wholesaling questions uh, that come up, especially when you're getting started. And um, yeah, so I think uh, when we were kind of deciding on what to what to talk about, um, you know, being part of a wholesaling community, there's so many questions that come up Um, off top, just in general, even with, uh, whether, you know, you're, you're starting off, um, you know, through YouTube or, uh, if you, you know, are part of a community, even though you have Mm -hmm. the blueprint in front of you, there's still questions that come up where people just, um, it takes some time to grasp. And I always say like, not to overwhelm yourself to kind of start like with a piece of like, of the content and then like applying that. And then coming back and applying that way. I think sometimes people just overwhelm themselves mm-hmm. and people are also lazy. Like they just want to be yeah. given the answer too. So uh, we're going to help all types of people with these sort of questions. So I think Tim compiled a list of questions um, that we've kind of seen, um, you know, throughout our community, the wholesaling community through through the U and um, just in general that we see um, when it comes to, Speaking to sellers or offers or getting a list, that's one thing mm-hmm. I do see a lot with people getting started is like, okay, what's skip tracing? What's uh, Where do I get this list? Is Does the list come skip trace already? Like That was one of the confusing parts of, for me starting out was um, I didn't know how to format the list. I was like, okay, so I, I buy this list, so I'm good, right? It's like, no, you still have to pay another extra set of money right. to skip trace it. Um, so we're gonna go over the basics um, that really go over people's heads, um, mm-hmm. and people don't really take the time to talk about. Um, but I feel like you, to underst- to really like move forward, you have to understand the basics. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we'll start off with that. Um, I think one of the the questions too is when, uh, and we can start with I think pulling lists, um, mm-hmm. and actually like what that process entails. So there's different mm-hmm. areas that you can buy lists. Obviously you can do a driving for dollars, which is free. You know, you're just um, driving around, take down the addresses. You can use a um, a software like a deal machine to mm-hmm. take down properties. Um, there's other types of uh, softwares as well. There's GeoPoint, there's PropStream where you can get data. Um, once you have that data though, you you have to skip trace it. So that that's like, there's a different, you have to use a different service. Now, so, sometimes these sort of uh, softwares where you do buy these lists from do come uh, with skip traced uh, options, but mm-hmm. typically I found pretty good success with batch. Um, I also use REI SIFT as my C- CRM and they also have a skip trace option. So REI skip, mm-hmm. I think is also one. Um, but one of the things that does come up when you skip trace is, um, not everybody's gonna have like a full name or a name at all, right? Right, um, and so you want to talk about that, Tim, a little bit?
1: Yeah, so, um, a lot of times, uh, let's say it's not a full name, um, but you have a phone number, you know, that pops up and, um, associated with that particular lead or whatever the case may be, it's I think it's a situation where you, you, I, that's where you kind of ad lib and then, you know, you kind of was like, um, I've done it where it's like, you know, hello, I'm not sure if I have the right number, um, but I'm calling on property, you know, 123 Main Street, you know, so mm-hmm. I think, um, don't, det- Don't be deterred if you don't have a name um, on that, or you may um, do some more deep diving on that particular property to see if you can come up with a name. So Mm -hmm. do some research as well, but don't do too much research because it may not be a deal. Um, But if you can't find anything, don't, don't let that deter you from actually, you know, making the call or setting up your text message for that particular property. There's ways around it.
0: Yeah. And I think um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is you have to create a process around everything. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of times, um, like we also talk about what about the the addresses that come back with no numbers? Like, what's your process? A lot of times people throw those away or like they just ignore them. Right. But Mm -hmm. you can create a process out of that where. um, So this is why I love REI SIFT. Uh, the CRM tool I use because if I, I I before I even skip trace I always upload it into my system because first I'm mm-hmm. like maybe I I've already skip traced it in my system or or two maybe it's incomplete meaning there's no it's an LLC or it's mm-hmm. like it has no name so I'm able to save money that way by uploading it first so once I'm able to get the clean formatted um, addresses I then skip trace that
1: mm-hmm.
0: but what I also love about that is i'm able to also see okay these are my incomplete records meaning a name is missing an address is missing you Mm -hmm. name it um so it's really important to create a process out of that and so what i've done uh and that's something i haven't really niched down to i know some people that just specifically go after these because not many people do and it's a way Mm -hmm. to kind of um be like first to market um out to these sellers is uh you know you you kind of uh, gather the the specific records who don't have names, or mm-hmm. are incomplete, and then you kind of do some further research so you can like filter it down where it's like maybe I just want to target um, those that are in probate or st- stack you know stacking that list, or um, you know maybe it's vacant, um, and then I then try to skip trace it uh, mm-hmm. myself or I do further research. So, th- like, that's what I mean, like creating a process around it. But mm-hmm. when you're getting started, there's a lot of things that you don't even have dialed down. So, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't freak out, like Tim said, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, if oh, I don't have the name, I don't have this, but I think it's important to be able to store your data somewhere. So, there's Podio that's free, REI SIFT. Yeah, I think their their cheapest plan is fifty dollars a month. So I do think just having it somewhere. I think even Charge Up Reply or Marketing Plex also offers that. Um so it's just understanding like, hey, once you get the hang of it, you have to create a process around it. So yeah. um yeah, I think that's, that's the great. takeaway.
1: Yeah, I think when I first started, it was just, you know, um call tools and then pro- uh yeah. podio. And that was it. Like that's all I had for. You know, follow up and stuff. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. I kind of did it old school, just right, making sure even though it went to Podio, I made sure I wrote it down as well. I had notes so I can go through my notes and then match it up with Podio as well. So just for backup um on on the follow-ups and you know process if there was a no name or if there was a name or if it was an LLC if it was LLC okay I would designate time to try to research what those LLCs were because they could be potential buyers as well too because they yeah. may have multiple properties so
0: that's exactly what I've done too is um well, again I'm I'm throwing out REI SIFT I, I gotta drop mm-hmm. my affiliate link in there plug. too yeah, but there you go. <laughs> the plug <laughs> But what's really cool is they have an owner section. So if I tap into the owners, I can filter by the city and it'll show how many properties each owner has that's in my database. A lot of times, you know, we talk about looking for buyers. Look in your database um, because uh, you're able to link all the properties associated with this property owner's name. A lot of times it's LLCs or trusts. um, But that's been a straight getaway where I'm I'm able to – just call those numbers and be like, Hey, you know, we're, you know, and just have that conversation with them. Maybe they're continuing, maybe they're, they're just a straight up buyer where you can add them mm-hmm. to your buyers list, right. or maybe they're just a tired landlord. They they own all these properties and now they're ready to sell. So that's always a, a, a little shortcut where you can kind of just focus on that. Um, so REI SEFT is really great for that. Um, but I completely agree is um, targeting those LLCs. But again, it's just dial like, focus on like just talking to sellers. Don't focus on, on that. Like once you've kind of dialed it down, then you can kind of like, you know, focus on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But the same way in like marketing, like with, with text, you, you can without any names, but again, you, it'll be really hard having a conversation with text. You can maybe arrange like create a specific campaign that is associated with people with no names. Uh, That's a little bit easier than cold calling. Um, but I want to get through these other questions that do come up um, specifically um, maybe like objections. I think there was like one specific one is uh, how can I handle a seller's request to see my company company's website? Mm. How have you kind of handled that?
1: Um, Well, I've always set up like a, uh, you know, when I first started, I, I, you go down this rabbit hole of like, Oh, this is the things I need to do. And then, you know, I'm not really even following what like Chris had said. I'm just still down the right uh YouTube kind of university rabbit hole and you know carrot and spending excess money right. that I didn- really didn't need for a website for s e o and stuff like that and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I did you know cancel that and just built like some uh, easy website that you could do on Wix or something like that. Um, now they have AI generated websites you can build in like two minutes. And so, um, usually what I've said when I didn't have a website, is like, Hey, you know, websites under construction, but our company has been around X amount of uh, time and we've done several deals in the area. So that's one way to do it or just set up a really quick uh, domain name through GoDaddy and then do a um wix website really quick or you know now right. ai generated uh website really quick but um so i i think those are some routes but don't don't get flustered when someone asks for that right um or yeah. tap into with someone that you know has a website i was gonna say that you know yes yeah, so, so he always
0: has a website like right i think i've uh when i was uh first started calling multifamily like out here um mm-hmm. i was like hey tim like Cause you had like a really like nice, like multi uh, multifamily type, like website, you know, for your, um, the association you have with like, you know, the family office. Mm-hmm. And so that was one way where I can, I can share it, but I've also, I've done, a, it's kind of how you, the confidence and like how you, how you, how you come off 100%. when you talk to sellers. So I've been like, Hey, we're, we're mom and pop. Like, it's just, <laughs> I like to say me <laughs> and my husband, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, when I'm talking to, uh, you know, especially the markets out in the South, cause I'm yeah. able to like really relate to people. So I'm like, you know, it's just me and my husband. We don't have a website. We're not one of those I buyers. Um, mm-hmm. it's just us, but you know, I'm happy to connect you with our, our title rep or, you know, uh, real estate attorney. That mm-hmm. is also like, sometimes it's not even about the website. Like they just want to like, question they're questioning your credibility right
1: 100 so who
0: else can um who else can va- validate that in validate, the yeah. title company right so if you've already have established a relationship or introduce yourself and be like hey i'm going to be doing a ton of deals uh, if somebody is all right if i share your contact information um you can do that as well so that's always been a great way where the title company is your best friend, so if you, you yeah, hundred percent, there was uh deals I was working with Chuck out in Florida, and um, a lot of the question was like, well, what do you guys do, or what, what's this and that, or so even with buyers as well, with like realtors, and mm-hmm. we would just share the title company's information, and um, that was it. It was enough mm-hmm. to like kind of bypass that. So, don't overcomplicate it. Don't think you need to create a website. I mean, at some point you will want to to create that presence, uh, brand, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can either ask somebody for a website or just keep it real. Just be like, hey, we're a mom and pop shop kind of thing and we don't have Absolutely. a website um, or your title rep. So that's a, it's always been um, I've never had any issues anytime somebody asks that.
1: Yeah. And don't sleep on your title company or real estate attorney um, or escrow company, um, you know. Uh, go out there and network with people, that make sure that they are you know, investor friendly. And you know, you build that relationship so they can, you know, validate you when those type of questions come up, and you refer them back. And you yeah, know, um, because I think we get into, especially when you're new, you're so worried about the getting it locked up that you don't, you you then you go, oh, what do I do next? And you don't have. Right. You know, things lined up and you know, I'm guilty of that when I first started too, but then it was all about building these relationships and other aspects of the deal.
0: Right. No, absolutely. I think that's uh that's a hundred percent. Um moving into some other ones that come up, which is kind of part of the offer, um, is what is a letter of intent? That's uh mm. that's a really common thing and um I think If you really build again, going back to your process, if you really build out a process um, is sellers like options. And right Mm -hmm. now in this market, you can't just offer a cash option. Um, It's not going to work for everybody. It really just depends. Some people really do just need that cash option. But in the times where they're unsure, a letter of intent, um, and, and Tim, I'm sure you can kind of elaborate on on what that is specifically Um, especially when you kind of provide that as part of like your offer um, to the Mm -hmm. seller
1: yeah um, I think the letter intent is it's mostly used in commercial but uh, you can use it in residential as well just to showing that you are very serious in making an offer but also if you gave them several options it disallows them to pick the best option for them and see it on paper instead of really kind of explaining it over the phone and then you when you send it to them you kind of go over all the terms and conditions that you guys kind of agreed on and then that can go straight to a PSA PSA once upon once it's signed it's it makes the PSA a little bit easier
0: right which is a purchase and sale agreement but yeah Yeah. like a letter is essentially like it it looks very official it's kind of like a business kind of letter format Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. uh it's non-binding it's like right it's a kind of preliminary, I guess, commitment um, before moving forward to sending the uh, purchase agreement. So a lot of times sell- sellers are like, yeah, I'm not quite sure if that's going to work out. And then, um, you know, it's like, hey, let me send over a letter of intent that provides, you know, the different options that we can review together. And, um, you know, that I, I think could work out. Uh, and and so it's just uh, the way we've kind of been taught is like just throwing three different options. So mm-hmm. a ca- you always have to throw the cash option there cause you just never know, but you're, you're having the seller, like kind of analyze the options. Mm-hmm. And then usually the, the other two are different forms of creative, uh, uh offer, whether it be mm-hmm. seller finance or subject to, or whatever it is, uh, it can even be novations or, yeah. you know, whatever. So, um, that makes you look really professional too, because you can mm-hmm. kind of brand it out. You can put your logo. Um, you can make it look really nice. Not many people do that. I think we're probably seeing more people do that, but mm-hmm. um, that's always a great way to um, kind of showcase um, that you're an actual company and that you can um, that you're giving the the seller options um because then you can have use that as a conversation starter of like or negotiation starter of Mm -hmm. like well these terms don't really work out okay well what would work out and then you kind of go back and forth from there
1: no i think that's Um, a good point too because you know i think um when you're in wholesaling you almost want to rush to get the um purchase agreement signed right and you know but also you have to make the buy the seller comfortable and you know you have to uh, be credible in your business and this is just an added step to being more credible it's one more step in the process but Mm -hmm. it will um you know help you come up with your process that makes it more credible for you in your business and all you have to do is kind of lay out to the sellers this is kind of what we do in our process
0: yeah, exactly. Um, and again, it looks really official. You can apply it to everything. I mean, it's we were just talking about like it's it's done pretty much everywhere in commercial. Because yeah. um, mm-hmm. you have to look at the terms first before you, you look at an actual uh, – everyone has to be on the same page. Like how many times have we worked on something um, where it's like literally multiple letter of intent of like back and forth of like, no, no, right. okay, we finally agree. All right, let's send over the, the actual agreement. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah um let's see what else is there uh should i consider or is it recommended to pursue fire damaged properties i think it's listed for investment but we you you can wholesale fire damaged houses i don't know if tim did you close on on a fire damaged home
1: no i know i made several offers but never it never kind of uh, was accepted but Mm -hmm. i know that um i think elijah the he Ruben, Elijah Rubin, yeah, 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 Elijah Rubin. That's his, he uh, that's his niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he specializes in fire damage because what I think he was on a guest on the the U before and talking about fire damage and there's a lot of things that you could do to help the seller out in regards to getting these deals locked up and I think there's definitely an opportunity um, for fire damage. So yes, to answer the question short, it's you can um wholesale uh, fire damage and it's and it is a niche not everybody goes after fire damage properties
0: no because i mean you can you can get an actual list um from there i mean i remember too we've talked about in cali because just Mm -hmm. because of all the especially um i remember like the first um one of the first lists I hit in like the Bay Area or something it was literally right after there was like this crazy fire in Napa mm-hmm. and everything, and I was calling and like I, I first off, I got a seller who's a lawyer, so it freaked me mm-hmm. out a little bit, and he was like, "Why are you calling when there's fires happening and i honestly that was an objection I did not know how to handle, and I was just like, right. well, you know <laughs> I, I I can't remember <laughs> like how I responded back to that, but um you have to be prepared for those types of objections um, and just knowing how to frame things. But um, I know Cali is, you know, especially up in uh, Northern California with like, the crazy fires that happened a couple years ago, um, mm-hmm. people still haven't recovered. So I, you know, I've marketed up there as well for like vacant lots with a, yeah. a specific buyer that I've partnered up with. And um, yeah, people are like, uh, yeah, I burned down a couple years ago and I've, I haven't really taken the time to, to build on that. So, um, I, there's definitely opportunities there, but it's like understanding the process. And so what we always say is like, and I think it's the problem with a lot of people starting out. I definitely had this problem is, um, there's so many areas that you can focus on so many specialties that you can focus on when it comes to not just real estate, but just wholesaling. Right. It's like, what do you want to target? You want to target probates, foreclosures, um, Tax delinquent, um, code violations, fire damage. There's so many different areas um, that people get caught up. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. just keep it simple. Stick to one area, become the specialist in that, and then like once you've established a really good groove, maybe close some deals. Then you can kind of like move on to something. Um, But I think that's always the hardest part is like dialing things down because if mm-hmm. you have too many things moving around uh, it's really hard to focus and like be intentional uh, with your process and and how you go about um, you know kind of moving on and, and like closing deals and stuff
1: yeah and I think you also have to if you target fire damage uh, th- it's a different emotional attachment too so you have to be careful about that it's just like almost like like probates yeah yeah probate so just be mindful of that because they literally probably lost their home or um they have to move out for a little bit and they don't know that process so also when texting too so if you are going to text uh, there
0: are certain lists where it's just like you do have to be intentional um like if I'm going to do a specific text blast for probates, I am I try to like my messaging is very sensitive or I don't, I don't, I don't specifically mention the owner's name because a lot of times mm-hmm. uh, if you pull a list, the owner's information is, is the deceased owner. And so mm-hmm. that's going to trigger people like this person's dead. Cool. Don't ever call me again. Yeah, or, um, yeah. And so usually for those sort of things, I'll, I'll do like what's called a niche sequential. So I'll, instead of doing like a cold call blast or like text blast, I'll hand dial those, those numbers specifically and talk to the people. And the way my intro is, is way different than if I were to do um, a general uh, list. Mm -hmm. Right. So my general intro is like, Hey, you know, me and my husband just bought a rental <laughs> and we're looking to buy some, <laughs> um, you know, rental near a property I believe you own yeah. on this street. Um, but with the other one, it's like, it's almost similar to, but I'm like, Hey, just looking to see, um, you know, who's the person responsible for this property. You know, we're, we're looking to help um, homeowners who are, you know, whatever it is, uh, it's a little bit more geared towards, um, you know, just keeping them in mind, but I never just like to say, Hey, is is Tim there? Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, no, Tim's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, <laughs> then you're, 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 you're having to backtrack and playing defense the entire time. But I mean, if you can get through it, you can, but it's, um, it's a little bit more difficult.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, those are great points. And I think you just gotta be a little bit more mindful when you're talking to, you know, sellers and, and uh, what target you're, you're actually targeting and, and marketing to. So.
0: Right. Um, so one of the last questions I know we're we have a couple minutes left here is what yeah, strategies yeah. are being used for lead generation, uh, such as text and leads or, or software. Is there kind of targets you're using?
1: Um, I know that. Well, I'm I'm really kind of just you know the, the traditional kind of things is you know just cold calling and then using call tools for cold calling. I don't do text. I kind of like Gladia and I have, you know, created kind of like a system of stuff or where we will purchase leads. And then she, you, you would actually do the, you know, I texting, do the acquisition. Yeah, mm-hmm. acquisition side and stuff like that. So, and my relationships are, are a lot on the buyer side too. Okay. So, uh, so we kind of, you know, piggyback on that, but um, you know, it's, you know, usually call tools and then, I use now Airtable instead of like um, Podio Um, and then now we've learned even something new with, you know, I think uh, Privy and, you know, how we can incorporate uh, Privy with uh, Google Sheets and, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's been really exciting to kind of learn and how to kind of automate that a little bit more. And, you know, we're just moving through and navigating that, but there's, you know, some of the tools. Um, I think you can speak more to the texting side of mm-hmm. things because you've set up campaigns and you, you've you targeted certain um, different markets as well.
0: Yes, definitely. So, um, I mean, if you're starting out, the cheapest options are always going to be uh, cold calling, probably mm-hmm. uh, is, is this the simplest way because you just have to like have a phone, whether you use a dialer or um, I always like to push the we call it charge up reply, but like marketing plex. Um, and we can definitely list uh, our our links. But what I really like about marketing plex, it's pretty affordable. Um, because it has a, not only can you text, but you can also it has a single line dialer. So you can make you can make phone calls out of it. Um, now texting is getting harder because carrier restrictions are they're like, knocking down the bit like for like to Mm -hmm. restrict a lot of people because there's just been a lot of spams and uh, people taking advantage of and so they're trying to protect um them um i guess Uh, probably not it's probably like a on them it's just sort of like on the higher level um aspect so it is becoming more difficult to text um you have to use specific you can't use specific keywords so i've i've really like all my texts have been written by chat gpt like I'll mm, say yeah. like, hey, I want to avoid this Twilio um, code. Um, write up something without using these words, or write up something in 160 characters, asking if they want to sell, um, mm-hmm. without with to avoid the carrier restraint or something along those lines. And so, I'll tell it to write like 10 different messages. And so I just like literally copy and paste it. Um, so that's really helped me out with uh, with that. But if you're, you know, if your budget if you, know, if you have a bit more of a budget, direct mail is, is also great as mm-hmm. well. But I build that into my process. So I don't just do f- straight up direct mail. I like cold call first, text, and then anybody who doesn't pick up out of those, I kind of like filter them down on like, okay, these people were marketed to like three different attempts through texting, cold calling. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to send them a direct mail every month. Um, and so that's kind of the process. And then like, this is where I was talking about, like nobody picks up or like, maybe I exhausted all the numbers, all the numbers are dead or wrong. Then I'm going to, I haven't like really solidified this process yet, but typically from there is like, because people give up after that, right? It's like, okay, all the, all the numbers are exhausted. Maybe they'll direct mail them. Um, but the, the next step is like doing further research on like, Mm -hmm. okay, who is this person? So there's, there's different uh, facets of, of the lead generation, um, that you can, um, that you can use and take advantage of. I mean, right now it's like I speed lead or uh, PPC and, um, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to run you a little bit more money yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah. But I, you know, I think inbound marketing is definitely the future, um, because it's going to be harder and harder to do outbound. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's expensive. Uh, so you really yeah. have to allocate funds for that. Um, but it's just figuring out what works for you. If I know a lot of people that are, you know, six figure months, even more there are still cold calling because it works for them. So it just varies on your market. Um, but you know, the type of software is like I mentioned, marketing plex is great, really affordable, especially if you're getting started. Um, you know, we mentioned call tools, there's batch dialer. Um, there is what other tools can you use? I mean, um, I speed lead like for PPC mm-hmm. if you want, um, you know. There's there's just a very some. Those are like I would say like the main ones that you can use. But there's so many. There's a variety of softwares that you yeah. can use. But these are the ones I that typical it. like typically wholesalers um, are using. But I, I'd say just stick to one strategy and and just run with it. So I think that's one thing uh, Tim and I have kind of done is um, is uh, using a tool like Privy. Uh, and sticking to that mm-hmm. process and like yeah. be consistent with that for the next three to six months and see yeah. what what comes out of it. Because I think that's a problem. People give up too easy on their on their strategy. Mm-hmm. And so and, and like don't collect the data out of it either yeah. to even compare, like to see if it even worked or not. It's like, how, how do you know if it worked after two weeks? <laughs> like that know, that's not right? enough um, time to validate that. So. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think. Uh, in terms of lead generation that those are really great places to start
1: yeah and we've been tweaking our process as as we've gone gone and you know we're i think we've made more offers in the last you know couple weeks (laughs) we've made hundreds of offers
0: in like (laughs) this week than we have yeah Yeah, that's what's like so that's what's just thinking outside the box too right? right like the advantages of using a tool like automation uh, mm-hmm. And now we're seeing how can we integrate AI into our process as well. Right. right. So um, that, that's all it is. It's always like be- being a business owner is like thinking outside the box of like, what kind of solutions can I come up with or Absolutely. what kind of effic- efficiency gains can I add um, for this? So that definitely, that's that's a big one. Um, but I know we're up on time. Hope yep. you guys really enjoyed this, uh, this episode. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, if you guys have any questions, we did list out the questions we discussed in the show notes. Uh, we'll make sure to drop by the links, but next week uh, should be really great. We have uh, a guest, uh, actually my high school uh, classmate uh, oh. who is in tech sales. Um, he'll be joining us talking about getting more people of color in tech. um uh, mm. No, that's it's not something that's talked about a lot, um, right. and so you know him uh, having a Hispanic background. We'll talk about like you know what 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 it's been like, uh, kind of climbing up the tech ladder, so to speak. So I'm really really excited, mm-hmm. and it's related to sales too, especially being in tech sales. It's a very lucrative uh, business, from what I understand, and nice. maybe some one one thing I, I should I should consider too. Uh, I don't know <laughs> based off the numbers, <laughs> right? Um, right. But we hope you guys enjoy your uh, holiday weekend. Happy Memorial Day! Yeah, um, happy Memorial and Day. we'll we'll connect uh, next Wednesday.
1: All right, peace. All
0: right, peace out, y'all.